welcome back to another episode of the Tiny Bites Podcast. I'm Britt, and I'm so glad that you're joining me this week. This week's episode is actually the finale of season three, which I am super excited about. I will be taking some time off to enjoy the rest of the summer. I'll be revamping Tiny Bites for you, and I'll also be working on some exciting new projects, which we'll get into in a little bit. So this week's guest interview is a little bit different than the the people I've interviewed before. Uh, I'm interviewing my friend Elle. We've known each other for four years, I think, question mark. And so Elle's not a blogger or a podcaster. She's just a normal person. And so I thought it would be really fun to get her perspective on minimalism. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, spill the tea on ourselves and have a little chat about how we're terrible minimalists and all the different ways that we are failing at decluttering and just, you know, generally not being great at it. Um, I think it'll be a really fun conversation and I hope that you enjoy it. So without further ado, here is my conversation with my friend Elle. So Elle, tell me all of your thoughts about minimalism. My thoughts about minimalism are, first of all, that I suck at it. <laughs> at least, at least you're aware that you suck at it. Um, I suck at it so much that I don't think that there is any um, way to justify calling myself a minimalist or anything even approaching minimalist. <laughs> I feel like um, I find the idea of minimalism like really 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 aspirational and I would love to be a person who has just like no stuff and no problems <laughs> but I have so much stuff so you have so many problems then I have is what, is every what problem <laughs> <laughs> so it's so then if you were to put yourself on the minimalist to hoarder continuum where would you put yourself I would not put myself as being a hoarder. Sometimes I do kind of feel like uh, a hoarder, like I, by marriage, (laughs) I am with somebody who is the opposite of being um, a minimalist. And I personally feel like he is a hoarder. Um, Although he will tell you that he is not a hoarder and that I just hate things (laughs) but I feel like I'm not that bad and I feel like my relationship like with my stuff has gotten better recently um in the last few years a lot since meeting you B (laughs) which is weird (laughs) I'm sure there's no correlation there at all. I, I don't think it could possibly be related. <laughs> so what do you, what was your, because obviously I've only known you for f- four to five years, although it seems like an eternity. Um, <laughs> it's been, seems like forever. <laughs> so what was your relationship with stuff like before I met you? Um. So I used to have, way 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 more stuff than I have like now and when I say stuff I am thinking I guess primarily like clothes makeup but even things like 
I don't know, like kitchen stuff, random collections of garbage, uh, papers. <laughs> I am such an intense paper keeper. <laughs> I cannot throw out a document <laughs> to save my life. Like phone bills from like my first year of university. I have them. <laughs> oh my God. They are in a box. I cannot get rid of them. Um, but I do feel like uh, I have way, way, way less stuff now. And I have really noticed um even like since moving in with my partner, we, um, the last move that we did, my whole, the whole like situation of my twenties has just been like one move after another. Like, I don't think I've been in the same place for more than 24 months. Um, and I feel like this last move was the least stressful that I've ever had. So that's even with like my stuff and his stuff. Um, I feel like we did a really, a really solid job. It was a really tight, (laughs) tight move. So what, what happened in between you have, like, how, how did you get rid of all of your stuff? What changed for you that made you want to do that? Uh, so the first thing I think was probably like noticing that I was just stressed out literally all of the time. Um, And then as soon as I left the house, I was like not stressed out anymore. Like if I went somewhere uh, to work or to study or to do anything, I could get it done. And if I tried to do it at home, it was just not happening. And I have a real problem with clutter blindness in that I can walk past the same pile of just actual garbage like a hundred times before I even notice that it's there so stuff like on countertops and on the floor um like I just won't realize that it's there taking up space sometimes until like other people tell me that it's there and I'm like oh there's a pile of garbage here (laughs) right I see it now that you said it whoops (laughs) so I guess just being cognizant not necessarily even of the piles of garbage, but that I don't notice them. And that when I don't notice them, like my brain notices them though, like (laughs) subconsciously, I know they're there and I know they're taking up space. It's just like my eyes, they're just kind of like glossing over them. They're like, they're like, it's like an invisibility cloak (laughs) over the piles of garbage. Um, But like subconsciously, I know they're there. So learning to sort of recognize, I guess, the feeling of being really, really, really stressed out uh, and actively thinking to myself, like, hey, is there a pile of garbage somewhere in my vicinity that's making me feel like this? And can I change that thing? Um, That has been one of the most helpful things. Uh, And I think also, just like as I've gotten older, <laughs> I'm so old now, um, <laughs> my uh, attachment to things like my clothes or um, like makeup or even my attachment to wearing makeup, all of that has just like vanished. And I have no problem parting with most of my material possessions because I 
I'm, I'm happier to have less of them. It just, it just makes getting dressed easier. So it sounds like you're actually a pretty good minimalist. Um, I feel like I... And I guess we can talk about Marie Kondo because I want to talk about Marie Kondo. <laughs> um, but I do feel like um, I've gotten pretty good at embracing the core like concepts of minimalism, but maybe not the um, like the pop culture aesthetic of minimalism, if that makes sense. Because I still do have quite a bit of stuff. Um, and a lot of that stuff sometimes makes me miserable. Um, but more and more I'm finding that the stuff that I am keeping and the stuff that I'm choosing to bring in are things that genuinely like add value to my life. I think, I think it's awesome that you have come around to recognizing you know the stuff in your life that you actually do really like I think that's one of the things that I really identify with with Marie Kondo I actually wrote this down because I was making a list of ways that I'm a bad minimalist and number two on my list is that I never fold my clothes the way that Marie Kondo says you should yeah 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 it I mean it's a lot to do um and I find the stupid thing about me and Marie Kondo is that that part, every time I've done kind of like a Marie Kondo clothing type purge, the purge itself goes really well. And then the the reorganizing, like if I'm doing it all at once, that also goes really well. It's on like a week to week basis when I'm doing my laundry and I have like five shirts that I have just taken out of the dryer or just thrown in a laundry basket because they've been hanging up and I bring them up to my room and I'm just like, I cannot fold these five shirts and put them away. I'm just going to shove them in the drawer and go to bed. <laughs> like there's no conceivable way that those shirts are getting folded the right way. They're not getting infused with love. They're not standing up by themselves. Yeah, none of that. Like, uh, no, <laughs> I, uh, I I was feeling I was feeling particularly angsty one day, as you do, and I dumped everything out of my chest of drawers, which I didn't even. So my first problem with folding clothes, like uh, Marie Kondo, is that I didn't own a thing that I could fold clothes into until this year. Um, so that was hurdle number one. Um, but so I dumped everything out of my dresser and put it all on the ground and I did the whole thing. I, I refolded everything all properly the way you're supposed to into little rectangles or whatever and stuffed it all in. And it was, I will be on, it was beautiful. It was a, yeah. it was a beautiful creation. Yeah. It was I know. glorious. <laughs> when it's all done, it like, it's like nothing else in the world. It's just that it's like the maintenance of keeping it that way <laughs> yeah I think it lasted as long as I mean it must have lasted at least a month because I I it kept I kept it that way until I did laundry again and then it all fell apart quite spectacularly yeah it, it really is like if I have um the day to myself to and I start the day with the intention of I am going to make Every item of clothing I own look perfect in my drawers and closet, then I can do it. But if I 
I'm in the, again, the middle of the week and I'm just doing laundry and I have not set out with that intention in mind. There is just, I will, I will always shove it into the drawer and then I will tell myself, I'll fix this tomorrow. I'll fix this the next time I do laundry. And that is like the biggest lie that I tell myself because that never, ever, 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 ever happens until everything is a mess again. And then I have to do, redo the whole thing. And then you just start over from the beginning. Exactly. And then it's beautiful again for another until I do laundry. What do you think of the flawless, flawless, very flawless. <laughs> What do you think of the, you know, quote unquote, minimalist aesthetic that is out there in the instagram averse? <laughs> the instagram averse. Um, I like it a lot sometimes. And I especially like to look at it online. I think it looks really great in pictures. I don't actually know how much I would love to live it. I like it for my bathrooms. I love bathrooms that have nothing in them. <laughs> nothing <laughs> makes me happier than a bathroom that has like no sign that anybody lives anywhere near this bathroom. <laughs> uh, but in terms of the rest of my life, I just like, I like a little bit of not clutter, but I, I like things to look like they're um lived in although on the sort of subject of instagram aesthetics and minimalism one thing that i do uh when i'm trying to declutter or even just like clean up the house um because i'm so bad at noticing clutter where it's not supposed to be i will take selfies <laughs> I'll, I'll take selfies of myself with uh like in portrait not portrait the other thing landscape so that you can see the whole room behind me and in the picture I will immediately notice where there's clutter where I don't want it to be because I just think I cannot put that on the internet because people <laughs> will know that I am disgusting <laughs> That's really interesting. Uh, and it really helps. <laughs> uh, and sometimes I feel like I should just be able to like look at a room and think, y you gotta pick up the garbage in this room. But <laughs> I don't know. I can't. Sometimes you just need the collective shame of your Instagram followers to, you know, get your act it's together. True. Or even just like the, the potential of the collective shame of my Instagram following all three of them. <laughs> I, it's interesting that you said that you like looking at it, but you're not sure what it would be like in your actual life. Cause I, and that, and that you like things to look like they've been lived in because I've noticed since we bought a house, we haven't like, there's corn, like entire walls of our house that don't have anything on them or like anything on the floor or like anything in, in like the nooks and crannies types of stuff. And it kind of, I've been noticing that it kind of makes me uncomfortable, the emptiness um, which I'm sure there's lots of deep psychological reasons for that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, cause when I, and then when I go online, when I go on Instagram and then I see, you know, the homes that are, you know, filled with like the, the plush pillows and the blankets and all like the trinkets and that just like feels really nice and it feels really like warm and full, 
But then I'm like, yeah, I don't want 700 pillows on my couch because <laughs> that's where I lay down. Uh, that I feel really, really strongly. I think that throw pillows are an invention of the devil. I've never been able to keep a throw pillow aesthetic going for more than one day they always just end up in a bin or on the floor for my dog to sleep on them I do think that with a Instagram aesthetic of both minimalism and less minimalism so places that look really cozy or they look really lived in the filters <laughs> and the editing that are done on Instagram for both of those things always present them like they're the best of both, right? Because mm-hmm. when you have like a really cozy little like throw pillow, like those throw pillows, they never look like they have weird runs or lumps or holes in them. And like your tchotchkes, they never look dusty and gross. <laughs> uh, whereas your house often does look dusty and gross when you have a million throw pillows and a million things on your bookshelves and stuff. Uh, And the same like with an empty white wall, if it's got direct sunlight and it's got a really nice filter on it and you're standing in front of it and your cute little like minimally aesthetic outfit of the day, that wall is going to look so freaking good. But when you're alone in your house, getting a glass of water in the middle of the night and it's just lit up by like one yellow light bulb and you're like, I need to put some art on this wall or something. Cause that's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying, I mean, are you, are you suggesting that Instagram is not representative of real life? Do you know, it's kind of weird. I feel, I feel like I might be saying that just a little bit. I'm shocking. 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 This will be shocking to you. Shocking to your followers. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's interesting, though, because I, since I moved into this house, I've been promising like a quote unquote house tour, which partly makes me want to gag. But also I kind of want <laughs> I, I do want to show people to be like, like, you don't need all of this crap in your house. But then at the same time, it's just like I'm staring at my living room right now. And it's like, oh, I need to put away that notebook and that computer's messed up. And the cat has just covered that chair with hair. And I still haven't, you know, folded the blanket properly. And there's my massive bag of yarn. So it's just, I just haven't gotten around to doing it. And I don't know if I ever will, partly because I want to show people that it's possible to not have a house full of stuff. But then at the same time, I don't want to impose on people that their homes need to look a certain way in order for them to be minimalist, which is like the other side of things. Yeah. I think that you should do just like a totally accurate totally honest do an honest house tour just tomorrow grab your camera and just walk around and point out all of your stuff that gives me severe anxiety just thinking about that (laughs) (laughs) they'll know they'll everyone that's listening you'll all know the shame of the inside of my house because this is (laughs) this is the other thing i wrote down on the list of ways i'm a bad minimalist my house is always messy I don't have a lot of things, but boy, do I hate cleaning them up. (laughs) Um, That is something that, uh, and Tim can attest to this. I could even bring him in here to give you a little testimonial. (laughs) Despite the fact that I have maybe a quarter of the clothes that I had when we first met, uh, 
the sheer just volume of clothing that is on the floor of our bedroom, <laughs> it's not visibly different. <laughs> it's still just about three shirts thick in all places. <laughs> that has not changed. I feel like some people are just messy people and I just am one of those people and so being a minimalist didn't really solve that problem I know people are like oh once you're a minimalist your house is magically clean it's a lie it's not true yeah no I mean I'm not a minimalist but again even trying and even having significantly less stuff it genuinely I know for a fact that our house can still get to that same point of messiness the only difference that I have noticed is that it is definitely easier to clean up because now like just with the example of my clothes uh there isn't stuff the closet's not full as well as the floor and my laundry hamper there's usually room for me to move stuff around. Whereas before, it was like there was stuff in all three places at all times. It was just a constantly rotate. It was like the circle of clothes life. <laughs> like they were all they were always in one place and they were never all in one place together. They were always just moving through the circle. <laughs> Yeah, and well, at least now, I mean, I'm the same way. Now I can actually, you know, just stuff things in my closet as opposed to, you know, really having to stuff and slam the door shut before anything falls on me. <laughs> that, okay. Oh, ooh, that's one of the things about Marie Kondo. And the when you do that, the clothes, when you fold them all nicely in your drawers, and it looks like you have so much space in the drawers, and then you just have to shove in one unfolded t-shirt into that drawer and suddenly there's no more room in the drawer (laughs) and that drawer is overflowing that's true actually when I had when I refolded everything I think I had one stray t-shirt or something and I was trying to shove it in there and I was like how is there no room it looks like there's so much room but everything is so tight and compact which is wonderful and it looks great but then when you try to get an extra thing in there it kind of all falls apart Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) aside from the fact that Uh, most of the stuff that I keep is stuff that I like. I would really like to be somebody who didn't feel quite as attached to like their books, books. I can't, I have such a hard time getting rid of books and papers. Uh, No, like they're all staying (laughs) for one reason or another. (laughs) That's very interesting because actually books and paper for me were one of the easiest things to get rid of. I was just like, scan all the paper, donate all the books to the library, job done. Scanning the paper. You're a genius. (laughs) (laughs) I'm breaking new ground. It would never in like a million years have occurred to me to digitize my papers. And uh, I don't know why because I'm sure I must have at some point in my life read that that's a thing that you can do. (laughs) I took... I took a, I think this was back when I still lived in Southern Ontario, the good old days. Um, I had like a, I had been carrying around like a massive stack of papers, like from our yoga teacher training and like my cat's, you know, medical records and my medical records and just like every paper was like 
six inches tall of paper, which I know does not sound like a lot, but for me, that was a lot. And I went through in an afternoon and just like scanned all of it. And I have all of these wonderful folders now on my computer with all of the papers on it. And I like broke it. I categorized it and it was glorious and you should do it. And that is my TED Talk. Thank you for coming. Thank you. I feel like I've reached a new level of enlightenment. (laughs) (laughs) Just in this moment. Speaking of enlightenment, that Mm -hmm. was such a perfect segue. I can't even believe it. Okay, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So if everyone is wondering why is Brit interviewing this totally random person who's not even a blogger on her podcast? Well, let me... Not even a minimalist. Not even a minimalist. No, nothing relevant. Nothing relevant. I can offer you zero wisdom. (laughs) Well, this is the reason. Because we've been working on a super exciting new project that we want to tell you about. We are launching a new podcast. Yay! Yay! so some backstory is probably relevant here Elle and I met in Waterloo Ontario that's where I went to grad school and that is also coincidentally where we met for the first time when we met in Waterloo we did our yoga teacher training together that was a one-year process And so yoga kind of became this all-consuming thing, kind of like when you get into minimalism, it becomes an all-consuming thing. And so when I moved away, we wanted a way to keep in touch. And so we, you know, went back and forth on ideas and a podcast seemed like a really great idea. And we love yoga, but there's a lot of really terrible yoga out there. And so that's what our podcast is going to be about. Yeah. Well said, B. Thank you. <laughs> so our podcast is going to be coming out in September. Um, so look out for it there. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're really excited about it. Um, if you've enjoyed any of this, you know, witty banter back and forth, just expect more of that, but more crazy because that's probably what it's going to be. And the- probably more profane. I, yes, it will. I would yes. almost guarantee it not. almost none of it will be polite yeah no it's mostly going to be rude (laughs) almost all awful (laughs) but okay here's the deal we came up with a name that frankly is genius the name of our podcast is going to be re terrible yoga and we're super excited about it I just can't I can't even explain very excited yeah I'm really 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 pumped do you want to give the the people of the podcast world who are listening an idea of what we mean when we say terrible yoga? I, can you even <laughs> give people a taste of a subject so vast? <laughs> Everything. Every, I think we're going to just talk about every, first of all, every terrible yoga habit that we have. And I think between the two of us, we have a lot of them speak for yourself more perfect (laughs) uh and then also relevantly delving into the terrible terrible aesthetics or i guess beautiful aesthetics of instagram yoga and uh why they're not always helpful to anyone 
Except for the person whose Instagram is getting all of the likes. Right. And basically, we're just jealous of all of the likes that they're getting. Very jealous. Very jealous of people who apparently spend their whole life just doing yoga on the beach. How did you get your life? (laughs) Please at us. (laughs) Tell us your secrets. Slide into the DMs and tell us what you did. So yeah, if any of that sounds even remotely appealing, I would recommend you keep an eye out for it. I will for sure be announcing it when it's live on Tiny Ambitions and maybe even Tiny Bites to let everybody know that it's out there because I'm super excited and we're going to put a ton of work into it and it's going to be hilarious, hopefully. Maybe, maybe a little, you know, heartwarming, but probably not, but maybe. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, but probably no. Just got to give a little bit of hope. But yeah, if, if yoga is your thing and you just want to, you know, have a good laugh about all the ridiculousness that is yoga sometimes, then I think you should check it out. And I think that you'll really enjoy it. I agree. Strongly agree. <laughs> Do you want one more terrible minimalism story pertaining to both yoga and minimalism oh my goodness what I know okay first of all I'm just gonna fully admit to this I own like seven yoga mats and I can't and won't stop owning (laughs) seven (laughs) yoga mats I thought I was bad and I have three one of them is my partner's and three of them I use to block knitting so I think that that is a successful repurposing of the yoga mats but yeah, it's way too many yoga mats. No, but my um, thing, this actually, this pertains to minimalism, Marie Kondo and yoga. So one of the biggest things that we, the yoga community do, not the whole yoga community, but a lot of us, uh, we really love yoga pants far more than I think that we love any other type of yoga apparel. That is accurate. That is 100% true. Yeah, like they are a real status symbol. Um, and recently, I sort of got rid of almost all of my yoga pants. I got rid of pretty much everything. I kept all my solid, plain black, full-length yoga pants because they're the ones that I actually use to practice. I kept one pair, two pairs <laughs> of patterned yoga pants, also full-length, Um, And I kept one pair of shorts, which I actually inherited from you and I'm wearing right now. (laughs) Uh, But I just I came to terms with the fact that I probably didn't need 55 million pairs of yoga pants and also that I was probably never, ever, ever going to practice in short shorts or capris. I hate doing yoga in capri length yoga pants. Agreed. The worst. It's the worst. So I ostensibly got rid of them all, but I didn't actually do that because where they are is I moved them from the drawer that they were in to a bag and then just left the bag in my bedroom. (laughs) So it, it is now there being one of those things that I forget is there 23 hours of the day. And then sometimes I just like I see it out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, a bag of crap. (laughs) (laughs) And then immediately forget to do anything about it, which is what Marie Kondo tells you that you are not supposed to do that. That is like one of the cardinal sins of 
Marie Kondoing, Con Marieing your house, you're supposed to get rid of the stuff right away. And I don't ever do that. Never even one time have <laughs> I done that. But you've taken the first step. You've put them in the bag. That's step number one. That's half the battle right there. Well, I guess if you say that it is, then it's true. Because you have a minimalism blog and a podcast. So I will take that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think, I think we've covered all of our bases. Hell yeah. Woo. Yay. Yay. So one more final thing. RE Terrible Yoga. Follow us on all the social channels. Believe it or not, everyone listening, prepare yourself. The handle at Terrible Yoga was not taken on Twitter or on Instagram. And if that's not a reason to create a podcast solely around a handle, I don't know what is. That's it for this week's episode of Tiny Bites. And in fact, this season of Tiny Bites. Thank you so much to everyone who has tuned in to listen to my new format with the interviews that I've done with some really amazing people. I'm so grateful that you've stayed along for the ride if you've been listening from the beginning. And I'm if you're new, I'm so grateful that you found me. It's been really great to step step outside of my comfort zone and interview people in the minimalism, simple living, slow living, personal finance space. I think everyone in our community is pretty great. And so it's been really awesome for me to be able to connect with those people in some cases, you know, in real life, getting to know them better on a personal level, and then also incorporating some of their awesome wisdom into the podcast. Over the summer, if you want to connect with me, you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is at tinyambitions. And if you want to connect with myself or Elle for our new project, RE Terrible Yoga, you can follow us on uh, that platform's channels. And our handle is at Terrible Yoga everywhere that you want to find us. As always, you can reach out to me with questions or comments about the episode via email at tinyambitionsblog at gmail.com or over on the blog. If you've enjoyed this interview-based format that I've been doing. And if you've enjoyed anything in this entire season of Tiny Bites, I would really love it if you could give me a review on iTunes. It really helps a lot to put Tiny Bites in front of more people. And if you haven't been loving it, I want to know that too. Uh, I'll be revamping Tiny Bites over the summer. So any feedback you have, I will absolutely take into consideration. I don't want this to just be me talking forever and ever and ever. I really want it to be what you want to listen to. So if you have ideas, feel free to email me or comment on the blog or leave me a review. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful summer and I hope you've enjoyed this tiny bite.